Well, let's go to Second uh, Kings, the, four, the fourth chapter. And I don't, I'm not going to be before you long because there's something I, I want to do uh, here today, if it's okay. I must preach and then we're going to spend time down in prayer. I think we need an innocent, it's so much going on. Uh, some of us may be shy and telling somebody about what's uh, going on, what you're going through. There's so much sickness going on, but when we all come together, there's unity in, a, in prayer. But 2 Kings, the fourth chapter, and we'll start at verse number one. I know last time I had uh, preached this and they was talking about don't limit God, but there was something else that stood out in this message. Uh, there are three points I want to make this morning about this. And if I go too fast, it tell me to slow it down. But first, uh, Second Kings, the fourth chapter, we're going to begin at verse one reads, now thou cry a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elijah, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bun men. And Elijah said unto, Elijah said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me what hast thou in thy house? And she said, Thy handmaid had not anything in the house save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when thou art come, in thou shalt shut the door upon and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out into the vessels, all vessels. And thou shalt set aside which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and her, her sons who brought the vessels to her. And she poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God. And he said, Go sell the oil. And pay thy debt, and leave thy and thy children the rest. Let's go down in a word of prayer. Eternal God, our Father, we come right now in Jesus' name to say we thank you for all that you have done. Father God, we ask right now that you remove dear out of the way and increase our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Father God, let them, let men, women, boys, and girls see the unfinished work of the cross in me, Lord God, that may manifest unto you. Father God, we're not here for no shape, form, or fashion, but give you all the glory, honor, and the praise. Well, Lord, we are asking to have, continue to have thy way in thy life right now in Jesus' name. Forgive us for our wrongdoings, Father God. And we ask right now that you would let, let, let our light shine that men may see, Father God. We are thankful for your darling son, Jesus, hung, bed, and died on Calvary's cross. But we're so glad he rose that third day morning. Father God, we ask you blessing all other blessings your son, Jesus' name, now and forevermore. Amen. I want to go, uh, I'm going to read verse 5 and verse 7 again. So she went from him 
and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil, pay thy debt, and you and your voice, no boy shall live. And I want to use today for a thought or this subject, God provides in difficult times. God will provide in difficult times. And we all are living through some point in our lives sometimes that are difficult right now. Uh, this brief account of the widows all illustrate Yahweh's blessings of those who are faithful of the Mosaic law. Yahweh provides a means of income for this widow who I would claim who's a pastor's wife and her family. In the miracle of this widow's all, we learn valuable lessons on how to receive God's blessings through provisions in times of need. We shall find out how to desire and expect and take hold of God's supply in difficult times. We will walk through the severity of the problem of the widow, the size of the potential widow's faith, and the scope of divine provision. And we're going to talk about first the severity of, the, of her problem. And the story begins with a cry of help. Because we always we all been there uh, for a cry of help. And this woman, she was, this was a wife of a pastor, I assume, and she had two sons. And it was just her and her sons. And they were not fit, they her physical sons, they were her spiritual sons. And Elijah and Elijah, they were male students of, the, uh, of men of God. And they were junior prophets and future prophets. They, they're what we call today, the, uh, the, you got people going to the seminary schools. Uh, uh, they going to be preachers and teachers and all that. Uh, none of that is free. And all that has to be paid for. And some of these sons of the prophets, they were married. Like in the Old Testament, the priests and the Levites, they could marry. They could live with their, their wives. God does not require celibacy from his servants. But uh, no telling what they teach it in, in the Bible schools and all. But that is, that is a situation in verse 1. A pastor's wife is left with her husband's debt. Unfortunately, he died, but he couldn't finish paying off his debt because he passed away suddenly. And now she is grieving uh, to pay for all of their debt. And the problem is she could not pay for it, but being a widow woman means she got to take her own, not only the, the debt, but her other bills that she, she has to struggle with because she's going to live in poverty. She has no source of income, so she couldn't pay her bills. She faced the overwhelming problems of death and debt. Now the creditor is coming to get her two sons to become his servants to pay off their debt. And such is the severity of the problem. You might think that this is a terrible way to pay the debt. But in the law of Moses, when they became in debt, their husband was gone. There was a guarantee for them to get that money by sending their sons uh, to do the work. They would have to work until the year of Jubilee. But the servanthood is not forever in the year of Jubilee. The creditor is required to release them according to Leviticus 25, 39 
through 41. But it is possible that the father had pledged his sons <laughs> before dying so he know his debt will be taken care of. But I want you us to look at what, how this widow woman and Elijah came together. Because there are things that we have to do uh, in order to receive the blessings of God is being lined up with him. She didn't turn the man of God away. The first thing she acted was in obedience. Look at the text. She turned to God in despite of the severity of her problems. She trusted like her husband who feared God. She walked by faith. The Bible tells that we should walk by faith and not by sight. We should don't lean on our own understanding. But in all our ways, we should have our trust in God. Too many times we put our trust in material things rather than putting our hope and our trust in God. All this stuff, gonna, it's going to uh, fade away. But the Bible says heaven and earth will always stand. When you do not understand why things happen, have faith in God. When you run out of solutions, we need to keep trusting God. The psalmist said in Psalms 121 and 1 and 2 said, I will lift up my, my eyes unto the hill from which cometh my help. Because all my help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. And, and, and we, need to, we need to keep focus of who our help is. It's not the doctor, it's not the lawyer. It's not the judge, but it's Jesus Christ. And the Bible said that no man can come through the Father except coming through who? Jesus. It didn't know the, the size of the, the potential. And see, the, this, woman, this woman, woman, she participated in her coming out, in her breakthrough, in her, uh, her uh, she knew what she wanted. And she had to, and life said, well, what do you want me to do? She, she said, I have no all, I have anything. So life said, well, I'm going to do what I do, so you do what you could do. So whatever we're going through, we have to participate. Because we, 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 we petition heaven. On, on our, uh, we petition heaven. But we, just, we can't sit around and just wait things to fall in our lap. We have to go and, 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 uh, and work for it ourselves. Because Elijah said, what shall I do for you? And Elijah's disciple is to meet a need, uh, yet there is more to it. Elijah seems to be saying, as the prophet of God, what shall I do for you in your behalf? He would ask her that question. You have to expect God to do something for you. For his glory. Not for our own uh, glorification, but to glorify him, the father. We got to expect God to do something wonderful. In the, but the question is, do you believe that God is able to do something wonderful for you? I, I, I'm expecting God to give us a big old building. I'm expecting God to uh, give us classrooms in that building. Uh, expecting God to uh, give us church vans. Just God to move all the way around and to just bless this church. Because he's able to do it. Then Elijah asked the second question. He said, what do you have in your house? In verse 2. And the question he is asking is for her to join in on this miracle. Right. 
We praying and asking God to do things for us. Heal me, Lord. Uh, but he's saying, you got to tell us to believe that I am a healer. Many times we pray, but we act like down on time. When we down, what we're praying for? Oh, I know he could do it, but I'm just afraid he won't do it, you know? But we have to, we have to join in with him. Because the scripture said, what, two or three guys together in his name, touch it and agreeing. It's the faith that you have. Because this woman, she had faith. Because notice, they, he told her, he said, send your boys out. And tell them, bring, get all the vessels they can find. And bring them in. And as the woman was pouring the oil into the jaws, it's, she poured according to her faith. Yes. It wasn't that the oil was, uh, was going to leave, but the last drug came, uh, that was the oil stopped. God blesses you according to your faith. If you think big, you're going to receive big things. You think small, you're going to receive small things. He blessing us according to our faith. God, God is drawing out the faith of the potential of the widow by drawing out the size of her, her faith. The scale of her obedience to God's word measures the size of our faith. It is not just to trust God while doing nothing. We have to join in. The tools of blessings are something she already has. And that was the draw all. She already had the faith. We just got to put our faith to work. Right. We, st we, we sit around up on our faith because we have the lack of assurance that he would do what he said he would do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The Bible said that faith without works is dead. We believe, we believe uh, these, these chairs to hold us up. Mm -hmm. We believe the automobiles to take us to and fro. But if you take all the air out of this room, we'll be dead shortly. We, that's how we have to believe in the word of God. The Bible said that Moses believed and obtained a good report. You think when, when, uh, when they got there to the Red Sea and they had Pharaoh's army behind them and the Red Sea in front of them, Moses just gave up. But he believed that when God said Moses stretched forth thy rod and the sea departed. He had that much uh, faith in God. And God wants us to be that same way today. Uh, this all it represents the Holy Spirit. And once we get the Holy Spirit in us and it's more, it is more as we state in this word the Holy Spirit cleans us from all that old unrighteousness. Uh, because God cannot look upon sin. And, he, and the Holy Spirit, it cleanses us from all unrighteousness. And, 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 and that's what the, the illustration was this morning from this uh, Elijah and this widow woman. And as I was looking at this on last night, when I thought about, number one, she was obedient to the man of God. We have to be obedient to our leaders. The Bible says obey those that have rule over you. She was obedient, number one, and then she was able to participate in her own breakthrough, in her own coming out. That's when her boys went uh, through the neighborhood. I'm going to say they got every joy in the neighborhood that they could find uh, because they were expecting God to do great things. And we all expect God to move and do great things in our, in our life also. 
We're going to fall down. We're going to mess up. But the Bible said, just man, stand up. Brush yourself off and start all over again. But we're participating. And then we have to refill ourselves with the Holy Spirit, the anointing. Stay down on our, we have to spend more time in the Word of God, more time in Christ. God, the same way that our partners want intimacy, we, uh, God, He wants the same intimacy. We have to be, uh, uh, get, get in tune with Him. So then he, he, that whole spirit just flow. Some of us been in a church 20, 30 years, and, uh, they, and you wonder why they don't sing the way they used to sing. They don't preach the way they used to preach. Because some have lost their anointing. They, don't, they, 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 they can't do the things that they used to do because they're not in tune with this word no more. But we have to stay filled with the Holy Ghost. And that's, and that's a key thing. And so, I don't want to stand before you long, but one thing I do want to do this morning, I want us to be able to have an intercessory prayer. These, uh, she was going through, but just because we going through, she still walked around like she had money in her pocket. Because that's how she looked at her faith. When we're going through our problems, folks should know when we're down, when we're sad, when we get our money out of pocket, because our faith is strong. And we're a little bit troubled today. And that's, that's how I, I feel. And, uh, now, I got here this morning, I said, before I pulled up on a parking lot, I said, we got to do something. I felt the, the Spirit say, in a, in a sense of prayer. And it's needed because there are so many around us are hurting and we standing in a gap for, for them, uh, for our other church members and uh, for our nation, our country, because there is power in prayer. And as we stand over the building, if we want to join hands of the person uh, as we gather around, as we go into intercessory prayer, just remove self out of the way and let God have his whole, let him have his way. He already know our needs, our thoughts, our wants, our desires. And the Bible said that he will give us the desires of heart, but do you have the faith to receive those things? Are you ready to receive those things?